0: Welcome back to Tracy and Gracie Becoming. This is episode 18 where we're going to talk about becoming less defensive. Yes,
1: <laughs> and this is take two because I think we were both feeling a little too defensive on our last go at this. Yeah,
0: so we had a little time apart yeah. and we are back <laughs> to re-record and we actually have more interesting things to talk about because yeah. of that Um the time that between
1: the two (laughs) are needed separation yeah yeah it's funny I ran out the door right after we recorded this for the first time and went and picked up a couple of friends because we were heading out of town to go to Eau Claire and they're like how's your day then I was like it was fine (laughs) it was fine I don't want to talk about it we're probably gonna have to re-record our podcast, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's so funny because this is actually one of the things I actually enjoy the most. Like I Me really too. love being creative, and I love <laughs> just having the conversations. But when you have it hanging over your head, and you have a timeline or a deadline, and, well, and the
1: topic that's
0: yeah, and it's not not as fun. easy
1: to talk about. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think we'll just like right out of the gate, we'll both admit that we live a bulk of our life being defensive, but we have an awareness of it. And it's something that we want to really work on. Personally, I recognize it as a very intense, like feeling that It's almost undeniable. I'm on to myself when I'm feeling defensive. And because I've become so connected to what that feeling is, I feel like I've really gained some ground on becoming less defensive. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. But I thought first it would be fun to talk about the weekend. You went to homecoming. So this was your first homecoming. It was like a legit homecoming. Yeah, legit (laughs) homecoming,
1: which is so funny because... I think most of my friends not I don't know a lot of them kept being like why are there so many old people in the bar right now and I'm like yeah we are like heading towards becoming the old people in the bar to all of the people that are actually still in college but it was like it was homecoming so all these alumni that like it looks like everybody's dad in the bar and my friends are like Ew! Why are there so many old men here? And I'm like, it's a homecoming, you guys. That's how the freshmen probably look at us. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ew, yeah. ick, <laughs> ick. Yeah, no, exactly. Brace but...
0: yourself. It's like the blink of an eye, and you will for sure be the. You'll be married to somebody who's balding. You will be. <laughs> you'll be in that. Don't place.
1: manifest that for me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just remember like having this huge awakening oh my god I am that person
1: that's not balding
0: (laughs) I know but like you go to these class reunions and you look at the people like your cohorts and you're like what how can I be the same age as them like Mm -hmm. they look so totally different and you're (laughs) like no
1: you gotta look a little closer in that
0: mirror and you're like no you look very similar to them (laughs)
1: yeah yeah I don't know Hopefully that's a couple more years off. But it is weird (laughs) that like, high school was like five years ago. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it is. You were in Wisconsin. Yeah. For homecoming because you graduated from University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, Mm -hmm. and we were here in Minnesota, really enjoying one of probably the final fall (laughs) weekends. Like, don't say that. It's uh, you can tell it's getting cold.
1: Oh, it is getting cold. It's getting cold yeah. quickly.
0: And the leaves have all hit their peak and they have have fallen. And
1: so, I'm hopeful that there's more. Yeah, I think,
0: I don't know if it's the farmer's almanac or if it's just like the meteorologists who are speculating or what it is. But they're saying it's actually not going to be a very um, like uh, snow heavy winter like We're not going to have a lot of snow and ice. It's just going to be cold and it's going to drag on forever like it always does. Nice. Yeah. So it's funny now that I work at home, I'm totally cool with the snow. Like I don't have to drive in it. It's beautiful. Bring it on. If it's going to be cold, might as well have some snow to make it beautiful. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: But when people have to drive in it, that's a whole different story. But when
1: you have a meatball that doesn't like to go potty outside when it's...
0: Yeah, true. I haven't really thought. When there's snow. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, that'll bring on a whole nother set of problems. Oh,
1: yeah. Just you wait.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, so it was a great fall weekend, and it was just capped off with today we had the Vikings Mm -hmm. play Kansas City Chiefs who are the national champions yeah
1: the Taylor Swift game yeah
0: it was the Vikings versus Taylor Swift There yeah. were so many people downtown <laughs> yeah holding Taylor Swift signs it was so, so cute and then the pregame concert was Chris Jansen who I <laughs> yeah. adore like I am you have to admit I am one of his longest standing for
1: sure fans. biggest super fan
0: I am a huge super fan <laughs> I have pictures with him yeah. and his wife. They are just an adorable Thanks couple. Thanks to me. Yep, you got me backstage. Yeah. So it was so awesome because actually next weekend, I'm supposed to be going to Arizona to see Walker Hayes. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, Chris Jansen's coming into town to play. Wow. And I was like, no, how could this possibly be? And Oh, coming
1: into town here.
0: Yeah. He's oh. going to be here Saturday night playing um, at one of the casinos. I know. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I looked at the date and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So as luck would have it, he actually flew in today and did the um, pregame concert and it was so good. It was outside. Yeah, and
1: she's such a super fan that she wasn't even going
0: to the game. Yeah, no, I'm all dressed up in my Vikings attire, looking like I was going to Pretending the game. like
1: she's one of the people going into that stadium when really she just drove uh, out there to go see No Christ shame, Janssen.
0: no shame. I literally must have said to dad like 10 times, this is such an awesome day. Why would oh, not everybody who lives in Minnesota not be here right now? Like it is beautiful. <laughs> the what's it called i can't think of it. the commons park i think is what they call it right mm-hmm. outside of the us bank stadium it's this huge open wide open grassy area with this massive stage set up and mm-hmm. all the beverage vendors like circling it it was so perfect and it it actually got hot like we looked at the temperature and it said i think a high of 56 mm-hmm. but the sun was pretty intense and he sang every one of his like popular songs, he sang his, his old new song that's like number twelve on the charts, and so he's really trying hard to get it into mm-hmm. the top ten. He sang the Minnesota anthem, which is of course Purple Rain. It's so fun to hear <laughs> artists come of into course. come to our state and <laughs> and try their best at singing that. Nobody obviously does it as well as Prince, but right. So yeah, and then. We came home to watch the game because I don't know the game of football, so I really need the (laughs) announcers to help me. So, um,
1: This was the first game that I think we sat down and actually watched. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a good game. They lost, but what's real?
0: I watched that um, quarterback (laughs) series. I know, I want to watch it. And so that makes a huge difference. Makes you want to watch. When you're watching Kirk Cousins and Patrick McCombs playing who the the docuseries followed them that was cool yeah and now we have taylor swift in the mix travis kelsey had a great game and now we are going we're after we record this podcast we're going to go watch the twins in the second game of the playoff series they play tonight still yeah
1: at seven jesus yeah
0: it feels like nine i was ready to go to bed after that (laughs) oh no we have a whole nother game ahead of us We have to root on our twins. They've lost one game. I did
1: watch the game yesterday, actually. That was like our break from the bars. We (laughs) went back and watched the game. That wasn't yesterday. That was Friday. No, yesterday they played. And they lost against Houston. That was their first game of the series.
0: Oh, I thought they had a day off in between. Okay, Okay. yeah. Cool thing, fun fact, is that... One of our relatives plays on the twins.
1: Yeah, and he didn't do good yesterday. He threw Actually, a, he threw a home run. <laughs>
0: you don't throw a home run.
1: What is that then? He pitched?
0: Well, he pitched and somebody hit a home run off of him. Is right. how you would
1: say it. Okay, somebody hit a home run off of him.
0: Yeah, but he actually has an unbelievable... Yeah, he
1: actually, he is a really good player.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's one of the older ones. So Caleb Theobar is Bryce's cousin and younger cousin.
1: Yeah, so we claim him as our close relative.
0: <laughs> we will be inviting him to Christmas. This yeah, year. for sure. <laughs> no, when he's been in and out of the majors, like he's played in the farm leagues quite a bit, and Which I
1: think it's pretty common for like most. Yeah, but players. years but yes. ago,
0: when you guys were really young, like Griffin was probably twelve.
1: You were yeah, probably we went 11. and watched his game, and and got a picture with him. Yeah, but, <laughs> but then then I had looked- never met my cousin. Yeah.
0: My so long then, last cousin, yeah, prior to going know. to that, <laughs> <laughs> but he's. I told Dad, I'm like, we should get Thielbar jerseys because that's we should Grandma's oh, cool. maiden name, and yep. we should, yeah, wouldn't that be fun? And we've just never pulled the trigger to yeah. do it. Yeah, Maybe wearing a, a Twins jersey would be far more comfortable than this Vikings jersey. These things are so like stiff and uncomfortable in the shoulders. I'm already broad. I do well, it's not, not a need... women's
1: jersey, is it? Well, I made it into a mini jersey. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> she cut out the one of the center patches to make it look more like a v-neck jersey. And when we were at the last game, my dad was like, is that my jersey? And she was like, yeah. He's like, why is it missing its patch? And she's, like, oh, I just cut that out. <laughs> Okay, I I guess it's not my jersey anymore.
0: (laughs) I don't like things that are high neck. I need to have a V-neck. And so I just cut the little NFL (laughs) patch, the official logo of the NFL. (laughs) And it's a Favre jersey. I didn't think he would care. Oh, well. Yeah, he needs to be less defensive about things (laughs) like that. (laughs) Okay, what does being defensive even mean to you? And how does it show up in your life?
1: To me, it's funny because I think prior to looking at this topic, I really didn't think I was defensive. And I think that's probably true to most people. If you thought you were defensive, you probably wouldn't be as defensive as you really are. But- I
0: I think I told you recently, I don't remember where I heard this, but I'm like, dang, that's so true. You're never the villain
1: in your own story. For sure.
0: That's so true. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, anyways. (laughs) Definitely not in our stories. (laughs) No. (laughs) I am always the hero. Yeah. So I don't know. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, I actually am a really defensive person. (laughs) I just don't show it probably in the same way that most people show their defensiveness. I'm not, I am not a confrontational person. I'm not like in your face ever. It's, I'm very much a people pleaser. And so I avoid conflict at all times. So my defensiveness, definitely shows up as me shutting down or like ignoring (laughs) or getting quiet yeah pouting is probably a good one yeah and i know that you've definitely seen it like all of my friends have seen it my ex-boyfriends have definitely seen it (laughs) yeah i definitely and i did see that as a defensive mechanism how do you say that mechanism Mm -hmm. but like when i was actually looking at this topic, I was like, no, you know what, I actually, when I get quiet, it's because I'm being so defensive. Yeah. And I just, instead of creating conflict around it or whatever the issue is, or person who I don't agree with, I just get quiet. Yeah, and... so
0: that's what I was gonna ask you is, what do you think the triggers are for you?
1: I honestly think it shows up so often. It could really be anything. I don't know if, if people are like challenging my opinions or not even challenging them if they have different opinions and they're very outward about them i would say i get probably defensive with work i obviously get defensive like when we work on things if i work on something for a whole day and then something is wrong with it and it gets brought to my attention i'm like okay don't talk to me the rest of the day i'll fix it yeah so any sort of (laughs) critique yeah. yeah i can take constructive criticism i think <laughs> mm-hmm. but i definitely i think my first like initial reaction is to be a defensive yeah like once i sit with it i don't think i'm like in that state for very long like i definitely can take feedback but i think my initial reaction to criticism is to be defensive
0: yeah and i mean it's very human of you to mm-hmm. have these patterns and just to jump into being reactive so it sounds like you define um, being defensive as more of a behavior and the behavior happens to be not an action like a reaction but it's almost like you go inward almost like a inaction like you're not really doing anything it's just you're up in your head about it and it's a feeling sounds like it's a little bit of resentment
1: yeah probably to
0: some sort of critiquing,
1: probably. Yeah, I would say so. And then, like with with other people, like if they have different opinions that I know I don't agree with, or um, whatever, like I definitely like my I get defensive, but then I won't say anything. I'll just <laughs> ignore them or yeah. So I <laughs> not seen... be very conversational.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just think it's really interesting to distinguish between. Is being defensive? Is it a thought? Is it a feeling? Or is it an, a behavior?
1: Yeah, and I think it's all of them for me, depending yeah. on the situation. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, and you know that you're triggered by being critiqued or by somebody kind of having a different opinion yeah. than you. Mm-hmm. So that's all really good to know. I see it. I definitely see it now but not as much as in my younger years I think that I ran so much of my life through this kind of kind of rejection type filter that I was so afraid of always being rejected mm-hmm. that I was just I was so hypersensitive to that mm-hmm. and it had a lot it showed up like in people-pleasing and black-and-white thinking jump to conclusions And I would want people to agree with either what I had to say, or I would, if that wasn't going to happen, then I would just shift and agree with what they had to say in an attempt to not create any sort of conflict. Yeah. And then not unlike you, I would end up feeling resentful. (laughs) too on it later. Yeah. You would. (laughs) Yeah. And nobody else is feeling the pain except for you. (laughs) And that's certainly not going to change the game. It's just it kind of festers. And sadly, that becomes a habit because you're not aware of how destructive it actually is. Mm-hmm. And so I can honestly say the reason why my patterns have changed so much is through the coaching that I've gotten and yeah, the me coaching too. of myself that I've done and the heightened sense of awareness that I have around what does it look like when I'm feeling and behaving mm-hmm. in a de- defensive way so that I don't have to even judge that. I can just remind myself I'm human. I have those tendencies. I have patterns that my primitive brain wants to always be efficient. So it just jumps to that pattern. But I catch it way more quickly mm-hmm. and, and not berate or judge myself over it. I'm just like, yep, there it is. And I make a decision. Do I want to feel this way? yes or no and there really is no right or wrong decision I just have the awareness enough awareness to ask myself that question yeah there are times where I do notice it and I want to like lash out dad and I have different differing opinions on something and there's some times where I'll ask myself that question like do I want to just allow this like irritation or this resentment to sit there, sometimes the answer is yes. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not done feeling it. And so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna allow it to be there. And then there's other times where it's no, I really don't want to be feeling this way. Yeah. And I know how to navigate through it or process that feeling or how to be more open and receptive to (laughs) (laughs) other people's ideas and opinions. And Nine out of 10 times when I do that, I'm always blown away by how wrong I was Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or how right the other person was. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't wrong, but they were definitely right. Mm -hmm. And that always blows my mind. And it's good Lord. I'm 51. Literally, I had, I suffered all these years believing that I had the right opinion if anybody had a contrasting opinion mm-hmm. that meant something about me mm-hmm. or that meant something about my worthiness. And so, what the
1: heck? Yeah, that's been, yeah, I would say I definitely relate to that. And it's funny cause it's like a lot of the times it's over the little, like it's over little things, like stupid things that literally don't matter. But like I had it in my head that I was right about something, the restaurants that way, not this way. And then I get corrected and I'm like, no, like, in my head, I'm like, I know where it is. Like, I, it's funny. Like, it, it's immediate, like, going into defensive mode. And then it's like, the restaurant was really on that side. And I'm like, okay, that was stupid. Like, why did I get, like, why did I immediately react so defensively over which direction we were supposed to go?
0: Mm-hmm. And the psychology of it is really, it's because it's a threat mm-hmm. to your worth right, or your value. Right. or like... I know it's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it threatens your self-concept. That's what it is. You think one way about yourself mm-hmm. and somebody giving a, a differing opinion yeah. is a threat to your self-concept. It's <laughs> yeah. so interesting. Yeah. I think if we can all just understand a little bit of the psychology of it. I think we can start to lay down the weapons, right? And not <laughs> right. be so defensive and right. just really look at it as a human behavior. Yeah. And the most of us, you know, humans, we are tribal people. We want to be connected, we want to be included. Mm-hmm. So just feeling like you have a differing opinion or you're outside of the the norm is a threat and so I think we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace when it comes to feeling those feelings and not judge yourself just allow yourself to feel it and then ask yourself do I want to feel something different do I want to be thinking differently do I want to be behaving differently I think the antidote to defensiveness is curiosity
1: yeah I I would agree
0: I was on a podcast this last week and they'd asked me one piece of advice that I would give younger people. And that is such an easy question for me to answer. And it's always ask lots of questions, mm-hmm. ask lots of questions of yourself. Don't be afraid or ashamed of asking questions mm-hmm. to other people, clarify things. There's just no shame in that. And If you don't understand something, it's so much. I think it's such an authentic and transparent and genuine thing to do. Yeah. To just ask a question. There's just no shame in it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's been really big in my personal growth has been just day to day asking more questions to like new people I meet or even some of my like closer friends. I feel like in school you're taught like only right and wrong answers. And Mm -hmm. so I always had this fear of getting the, giving the wrong answer or asking the wrong questions or looking stupid if I asked a question. Mm -hmm. So I totally trained myself to not ask any questions in any situations. And I think that's, that's definitely been something that I've noticed even just like within this past year that it's actually good to ask all the questions you're only hurting yourself by staying quiet and not understanding and like, if you
0: are staying quiet you're probably up in your own head for and, sure and that doesn't end well so, yeah yeah asking the questions getting more clarity and that doesn't mean you have to agree with right. the person if they have a countering opinion and you're asking questions that can just be your willingness to allow them to have another opinion and be interested mm-hmm. in how they come, came to that opinion and what mm-hmm. that opinion means to them and why does it work for them. It's yeah. like, it doesn't mean that you have to be 100% aligned. Yeah, um, I can think of, I think that this comes up a lot politically. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think a defensive move that we see all the time is people trying very hard to convince others yeah. of their point of view. And it's if we can just allow people to have their own opinions mm-hmm. and not make that mean anything mm-hmm. about us, not make that mean anything about them. They're not good. They're not bad. They just have another opinion. Right. And just be open to trying to understand that. Yeah, I just think this world would be such a different place if right. there was more questions being asked. And yeah. not in where my mind goes is when you're you know, I think about the political debates and it's not necessarily
1: those kind of questions because those are so strategically yeah but but even just declaring what side you're on it's like people are like polarizing when it comes to your political views and it's you don't even just hearing what side people are on is like triggering to yeah. other people and it's you don't even know like what their reasonings are for being on that side one way or the other. And it's, I heard on a podcast the other day, somebody said, you can't ever, he said, I have this belief that you can't ever hate somebody that you understand. So if you're saying that you hate somebody, it's because you don't understand them. Mm-hmm. And it's that's so interesting because that's definitely not how people look at it. If they hate somebody or hate somebody's opinions, mm-hmm. They're not looking at it like, I just don't understand you. It. They're looking at it like you're wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Probably within the last, I don't know, three to five years, I have really adopted, helped me understand. Yeah. I use it all the yeah. time. I use it with my clients. I use it when I am in kind of a an active conflict with mm-hmm. somebody. I try to use that t- kind of language. It's mm-hmm. not threatening. It's just keeps me in a place of curiosity I truly do want help and I really truly want to understand yeah again it doesn't mean that we're going to agree but we can continue to be friends or relatives yeah. or coworkers, or whatever and still work well together without agreeing on this one topic right so yeah I think um as a takeaway I would recommend you know getting really clear on what your triggers are Mm -hmm. um that's super helpful is it you know differing opinions is it um critiques yeah (laughs) constructive (laughs) criticism (laughs) um what is it that you know triggers you knowing what is your thought pattern when you are being critiqued Mm -hmm. what is that habitual thought pattern that is really unhelpful Mm -hmm. is it they think i'm stupid or i'm not worthy or i'm not good enough what is it get really honest get really clear with yourself and then ask yourself what is it that i'm feeling is it rejection is it shame is it um inadequacy what Mm -hmm. is that feeling so that you can really connect the dots between the three i'm having this belief this very fear-based, dramatic belief that's actually creating the shame. Yeah. Because now you can question it. You can question that thought that's triggering the feeling and your behaviors. And you'll quickly come to the realization that it's coming from your primitive brain. It's not even justifiable. It's not accurate. Yeah. It's not a thought that you're going to want to keep. It's certainly not serving you. And so come up with a better thought like, I am becoming less defensive. I'm right. learning to be less defensive. I'm becoming a person who allows other people to have their opinions. Mm-hmm. Let people have their opinions, even if they're wrong. Yeah. Let people be wrong about you. That's okay. Right. You don't have to pick up the the weapons. Like, yeah. You just, can just have the belief that they don't understand me. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of those are really good thoughts to try mm-hmm. on. And just notice how it neutralizes the experience. And when you're feeling less resentful, less angry, less frustrated, and even more neutral, you will show up. Yeah. In a totally different way. Your behavior will change dramatically. And it's going to lead to a much healthier, satisfying, enjoyable life.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also good to note, like, know your triggers or whatever but also how you're showing up when you're defensive because it's so funny that I really did not think I was a defensive person because I've always had this belief that defensive people are confrontational and look uh. a certain way when in reality I'm a very defensive person I just show up very differently and if somebody were to ask me before I had sat down and thought about this are you a very defensive person I would have been like <clears throat> No. (laughs) No, I'm not very defensive at all, actually, because I am not confrontational. But it's so good to know about myself because I think about all of the time that I've probably wasted being defensive, whether it's like professionally or personally with our business ruminating on things because it was like a critique or whatever. And now it's now I have this belief that you can't truly be a successful entrepreneur if you are defensive. Right.
0: Yeah, it's so true. It's at the root of it all, like the way to process those types of thoughts and feelings that lead to defensive type behaviors Mm -hmm. is really work on your self-acceptance, your self-compassion, and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That really is the cure. Mm -hmm. You will notice that you too will be, come less defensive when you really keep your eye on the ball of self-acceptance, compassion, and forgiveness, and learning how to recognize when fear and shame are present, Mm. learning how to allow it or process it. So that's why we have our free coaching Friday. Most Fridays, we're actually not going to have it this coming Friday because I'm going to be traveling, but... Mm. And we also have masterclasses that are totally free, but they focus on this. They mm-hmm. focus on a better understanding of yourself. Yeah. They focus on self-compassion, forgiveness, and self-acceptance. Yeah. And again, it's at the root of all of this. So mm-hmm. if you're somebody who struggles with perfectionism, or if you're struggling with really black and white thinking, those are two areas that lead to being defensive. Yeah. So show up, come to one of our free coaching Fridays and we'd love to help you really work through this and process this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: we'll drop the link in the show notes. Yeah. get that in there. All right. Next week's number 19. We're getting close to the dance party. Oh yeah. We're doing a <laughs> dance party. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I could teach you a Walker Hayes dance. I've been practicing. Oh. Hopefully he's got COVID. Oh. So hopefully the show doesn't get canceled this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that would really suck. Yeah, because he has the cutest little dances. So yeah, Maybe we
1: can record a really cute dance of you and I will put that up on our podcast. Maybe. Yeah. All right.
0: We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>